friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Chichings. My name is Lauren, and I'm so glad to be back here for another week of episodes. Today with me, I have Kelly Abernethy from Rest of the Nest on Etsy, and I'm really excited to dive into her story of success in selling on Etsy and how she's built her business and what she thinks has really made the difference for her. So welcome, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to jump in. So can you kind of give people a little bit of backstory and talk to them about, you know, how you got started selling on Etsy and what your goals were at the time and how it has changed over time? Sure. So I started my shop back in February of 2020, kind of right before the world went a little crazy. My husband and I were trying for a second baby and that pregnancy ended in a miscarriage. And so to kind of process and deal with that grief, I made myself a necklace to represent the baby that I'd lost. And that really helped me to process it and be able to move forward. So I thought, you know, maybe I should put this on Etsy. Maybe it could help somebody else. And a couple days later, I started getting sales and realized it could be something. So I initially was just getting a sale a day and I was like, cool, I met my goal. Like that was my goal just to get one sale a day. I felt on top of the world and thought, you know, I'd made it. And then that was March, 2020. So Then in May 2020, Mother's Day came around and sales just took off because people were buying necklaces for moms who lost babies. And that was really exciting. And that kind of lit something in me and made me realize that, oh, this could actually be a legit business, not just kind of the side hobby I had initially envisioned it as. And so right about that time, I read the book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And in that book, she really talks about that a lot of the time, the people that succeed aren't always most talented or the smartest, but they have grit. And grit is passion and perseverance. And I knew I was passionate about this. So I decided that I was going to persevere on this no matter what, and that I was going to persevere through all the challenges of Etsy and you know being an entrepreneur and make this work. And I'm so glad I did because here I am about a year and a half into the store. And it's been just a wild ride, but I couldn't imagine anything better. I'm, I love my job and it's so fulfilling and it's just been, yeah, it's been amazing. I love that story. And I know that I knew this about you. I know that I knew that it was a relatively new shop, but yeah. I don't know if it really like sunk in that it was that new. Yes. <laughs> this was really like, I mean, 2020 seems like it was like 20 years ago, but mm-hmm. it actually has only been like 18 months for you. Exactly. Well, yeah. And I did have I dabbled in Etsy when I was, I used to be a full-time journalist and I kind of dabbled in Etsy on the side selling rustic decor and it never really was successful. Kind of, I didn't really have the passion. So I made a couple of sales, but it was not that successful. So I already had my shop open and kind of knew a little bit about Etsy by the time I had this necklace and was ready to list it. So it was kind of just a natural fit and I was able to just list it and yeah, it just took off and the rest is history kind of. (laughs) Yeah. So was this something like, you know, you're glossing over, I'm sure parts of that story, because 
you know, when I think like, I just want to make myself a necklace, well, I have absolutely no skills in how to do that. So was this something that you had done before? Or like, how did you know how to make yourself a necklace? Yeah, no, I have no background in jewelry or anything really crafty. So it's kind of crazy that it started as this. I remember one day after the miscarriage, I was just sitting at the counter feeling really sad. And I was looking at this bouquet of flowers my husband had got me and there were a little baby's breath in there. And I was thinking, wow, like I would love to keep one of those little baby's breath buds to kind of just preserve this moment and remember this time in my life and honor this baby. So I started Googling and YouTubing and learned that you can do that with resin. So I found some resin and some pendants and I made a lot of mistakes, (laughs) a lot of mistakes and a lot of errors. And through all those errors and mistakes, I finally figured out how to make the the baby's breath in the resin crystal clear and just durable so that I could wear it around my necklace every day. So yeah, it was definitely a learning process. I mean, but thank goodness for YouTube. You can learn a lot on YouTube, but yeah, I never knew anything about the jewelry business or industry before this. <laughs> so did you have any kind of ideas as you were like making this for yourself that you were also going to try and sell them? Or were you truly just making one for yourself? In the beginning, I was really just making it for myself because I really just knew I wanted to make something to help myself heal. But after wearing it, I really noticed how much it helped me heal. It really helped me feel like my baby wasn't totally forgotten and totally gone in the past and it never existed. It just really made me feel like my baby did exist. And this was a little memento to just remember that and honor that life. And so it just occurred to me that, you know, this might help other women. And yeah, I'm just, I'm still kind of blown away that it it does help other women. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's a really special thing that you're doing because, you know, like everybody wants to celebrate the good. And of course, we should celebrate the good. But there is this other aspect of life that is not, you know, birthday parties and celebrations. And it isn't often that I come across somebody who has a business situated towards that, you know, like, I think that there would be a lot of people who would say, like, it's a sad, you know, occasion or event. And so I don't want to just deal with sad people all the time, Yeah, (laughs) which, you know, like I can understand both parts of that, but it is still like, it gives you the opportunity to play a role in someone's healing and in this part, you know, this event in their life that, you know, you can't make it better, but you can like at least contribute something to help them to, you know, cope with it. Yeah, exactly. And it's been, I mean, just, I've had so many customers reach out and tell me their story or if they're buying it for a friend, kind of tell me their friend's story and just to be able to connect with customers makes it so much more than a job. And it really helped me heal too and help me process. And I don't know, I feel like it helped me as much as it helps them, but it really is cool to see how many people just want to tell their story and want, even in the notes that, you know, when you're packaging orders, you have to include the gift note sometimes and just to see the notes that people send to to the grieving mom just oh just like breaks my heart they are just it really does restore my faith in humanity too because you really get to see just how thoughtful people are and just how they are there for each other when they go through something heartbreaking like a miscarriage so it's just i don't know it's really uplifting and fulfilling in a lot of ways yeah i think that that's really that's really neat and special thank you so to shift gears a little bit Can you talk to me kind of about, okay, so you make this necklace for yourself, you put it up on Etsy and you're like, 
okay, maybe there's other people out here who might like this, or, you know, it would be meaningful to them. Where do you go from there? Like this is 18 months. And for those of you that are listening, Kelly has just under 3,700 sales. So that's a lot. (laughs) That's a big, you know, a big process over the past less than two years to go from like not even really knowing what you were doing to having a thriving business. Yeah. Yeah. I really credit that to... So after Mother's Day, sales, Mother's Day 2020, sales naturally declined a little bit. And that's when I really had to like make up my mind that I was going to stick with this and persevere and make this business succeed. So I love the saying, you have to spend money to make money. And that's when I invested in your um, scale your sales course. And that was just huge. I was able to you know revamp my SEO, fix my shop, do all the things that you recommend in that course. And that really put me on a trajectory to succeed. And I also took that time. I don't know if you maybe you could say it was fake it till you make it, but I truly treated it like it was a full blown small business. I formed my LLC. I got all my correct permits and licenses with my county and state. I, you know, did all the things that you do. I took a, you know, get legit by Janet LeBlanc. I took all the courses and learned all the things that I could in that time to really treat it like it was a an official and a successful business. <laughs> and that was so helpful to me because, you know, after the SEO started kicking in in a couple weeks, things really took off and got busy. And I already had that foundation laid of my business in place and everything was kind of just ready to go. But yeah, I really believe in investing in yourself and you have to spend money to make money. And also, I think one thing I'm glad I really glad I did too is. You can learn anything on the internet. That's very true. But there's also a lot of very bad information on the internet. So I'm so glad that I invested in credible information like your course and Janet's course because I didn't want to go down the wrong path and realize that like, oh, I'm reading somebody's blog from 2018 and nothing applies anymore. Yeah. So I'm so glad I, I spent the money to get advice from people who are already experts in this. And I didn't waste time going down rabbit holes and trying to chase, you know, chase information because there's a lot of info out there about Etsy and how to be successful, but it's really hard to weed through what's true to this day and what was true, you know, 10 months ago or 10 years ago, you know? So yeah, it's really, really important. I think that that is so true. And that's something that I like fight against just being in the industry is, you know, just because like, to go back to your point of like spending money to make money, I agree, like, and I have invested a lot of money in learning new things and working with people who are, you know, can teach me about a specific topic and stuff. But like, you also have to make sure that you're spending that money smartly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because just because someone's selling a course about it even doesn't mean that they're actually an expert in the subject or like to your point that it's not outdated information because there are a lot of people who it's just like they never update the program and it just stays there. And (laughs) it's like from years ago. Right. But I think that what you're saying about like really diving into the business part of it. It's like the opposite of what I hear from people most of the time. Like most of the people that I work with or hear, you know, if people are like on the fence about joining Scale Your Sales and they're like, 
well, maybe I'll join a program once I'm successful, or maybe I'll figure all that stuff out once I'm successful. And I think that what you did was so smart because, well, first off, because it's going to happen so much faster if you take those steps and like, if you think about it strategically as a business from the get-go, but also because once you're there and it's happening, it's so overwhelming to backtrack and try Mm -hmm. to do those things. You know, like if you have no kind of like, money, financial side of things set up and you're just like totally winging it. And then all of a sudden you're making, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars a month. It's like (laughs) you feel like it's going to be impossible to get to a point where it can be organized. Like it feels like this mountain that you have to climb. Mm -hmm. So even though people want to say like, well, I'm only having, you know, a sale a day right now. I don't really need to worry about it. That's the easiest time to worry about it because you don't have to manage that much. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Like, I'm so glad I did that because now I don't have the time to do that, you know? Right. And even, you know, after I became successful, quote unquote, I didn't have the time to worry about that. So I'm so glad I laid that foundation. And I mean, I also was really afraid of like having to go back and backtrack and, you know, set something up wrong and have to fix it later. I'm just glad from the beginning, I got everything set up the way it should be and kind of starting on the correct path because you're right. It does save you so much time in the long run. And it is a risk. I know that to spend that money before you are, you know, officially successful, but I think it all comes back to mindset. You have to believe that you're going to be successful and that you're going to persevere through all the challenges because I mean, look how many people are doing it. There's no reason that you can't do it you know, if you are determined enough, you will figure it out and you will be successful. So there's really, I don't know, there's really nothing that can stop you if you have made up your mind to do it and to be successful at it. Hey there, I am popping in here to let you know that I'm going to have a very special Black Friday sale for my programs. I just want to give you the heads up so that you can be thinking about it and that that little seed is planted about whether you have been waiting for the opportunity to join and waiting for the right time. That time is now. Those doors are going to be open with an extremely special bonus that I can't wait to tell you about on Black Friday for just a few days. If you have been waiting for the time to join, I would love to have you so that we can get started, kick 2022 off on the right foot, and I can't wait to see you in there. If you have not already, head to my website, laurenkeplinger.com, and get signed up for the email list, and you will be one of the first ones to know about when the doors open for those programs. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I think when people ask me, like, what do you think really makes the difference? And I'm like, I am so stubbornly determined. (laughs) Like, (laughs) There is nothing that not necessarily that I think I'm the absolute best at anything or that I have some sort of like crazy skill set that nobody else has. I don't think that at all. But I think that through the whole process of building my business and what I'm hearing from you as well is like, I know I see that somebody else is doing it and I know I can do it too. There's no reason, just like you said, there's no reason that I can't do this. So I just have to figure out how to do it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's not always a straight path. Like it's not always just, you know, you woke up one morning and all of a sudden you're running this crazy full-time job and like life is grand and you're rolling in the money. But, Mm -hmm. you know, even through those ups and downs to always have that 
I really don't even know that it's confidence. I really think it is just like determination, like grit, like you said, that it's like, I'm not quitting, right? I heard one time early, early on in starting my Etsy shop, I heard a quote that somebody said, never quit on a bad day. Mm, And every time I ever have like, usually it's not a bad day. Usually it's like a bad week or a bad month, yeah. like kind of a slump, yeah. you know, and not even like in my shop, but just like mentally a slump. I always think like you have to go out on a high note. So you can't quit on the bad times or you can't quit because you're frustrated. You mm-hmm. have to decide you don't want to do it anymore and switch gears. And like when everything's rolling along, great. I don't want to quit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Persevering through it all. Just it's so worth it. And by that time too, I, I've had so many of those moments. I mean, it, it's been a lot you know, a lot of ups and downs for me too. There's been weeks where sales will plummet and I have no idea why. And then it'll all come back the next week and, you know, algorithms and Etsy, it's all crazy. I don't pretend to understand why it does that, but I'm so glad that like in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking too, like I came this far for, for what? Like, I'm not going to quit now. Like (laughs) I'm going to push forward. And when sales are slow and I'm stressing out that sales are slow and I don't know why I, I try to like channel that energy into something positive. Like I'm going to take the time to figure out Pinterest and Pinterest marketing, or I'm going to dig back into scale your sales and figure out like, what did I miss the first or second time, you know? And so channeling that kind of like stress of like, Oh no, sales are down. What am I going to do? Channel it to something productive. <laughs> That's really right. helped me too. Cause 2021 has been a, a weird year for up and down and just, yeah. yeah, it's been a weird year for sure on Etsy. It has been. It has been very up and down. And I think even for, you know, even for my shop, which has been around for a long time, like it's been like a really great month followed by a really low month. Like it's very much a roller coaster. I mean, I think it's really important to recognize that and to be kind of okay with it, like to see that long game vision of, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not about today and it's not really even about this week. It's about this trajectory that I'm on of building this business. And like you said, I mean, I can sit here and be like, oh my God, why are my sales lower? What am I going to do? I'm just going to refresh my dashboard, you know, every 30 seconds, but that's not really going to do anything. So like, what do I have control over? Like focusing on the things that I have control over and working on those things to the best of my ability versus just, and I see this like, when the Facebook group was open, I saw this sometimes where people would say like, you know, is anybody having a really bad day or really bad month? This is the worst month ever. Mm -hmm. And there would be like kind of this pile on of like, oh my gosh, it's my worst month too. And like in my mind, every time I would see a post like that, I would say like, if you wanted to say that you wanted to post that exact same thing in the opposite direction, is anyone having their best month ever? There would be just as many people saying that as well. Yes. But like piling on that negativity, like even if it's everybody's worst month ever, where does that leave you? <laughs> like, exactly. It's not actually better for you if it's everybody else's worst month ever too. Right. Like, and so that's not something that's in your control. And so just like wallowing in that doesn't really do anything. You know, it's not productive, no. which is why I tend to be like, okay, let's talk about something else. <laughs> because... I think that I'm probably this way in the rest of my life as well. But I know I am this way in business where it's like, there's just no point in dwelling on it if I can't do anything about it. So what can I change and what can I work on and what do I have control over, you know, and then that's all I can do. 
And that's like one of the things I love most about this job about being an entrepreneur is that like, I don't have to go through red tape. I don't have to go to someone higher up to get permission to change things up or to try something new. Like I'm the, I'm the boss. I get to decide, you know, and that's a gift to be able to be like, you know what? Sales are slow. I'm going to, I'm going to be creative and figure out a new product. And it's also fun. You know, it's so fun to be, have that, that flexibility at your fingertips to, you know, pivot like that because you want to, or because you need to pick up sales or something like that. I think, yeah, it's just one of the gifts of being an entrepreneur for sure. Yeah, totally. And I think that as you are in business longer and you're able to see like year over year trends, I know that this has been true for me, that the trends do develop over time where you say like, probably Mother's Day is always going to be a busy time for you. Yeah. You know, but maybe June is not a busy time. And then you're able to appreciate the downtimes a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like I know my very busiest months are March and August. Year over year, that is always true. But April and September are not my busiest months and it drops off for whatever reason, which like you said, I don't pretend to know. You would think that babies would be born all year long. So there's no, <laughs> there's no rhyme right. or reason to ask why March and um, August are my busiest months. But now I can say like, if my September is slow, I'm like, okay, I get a little breath of air before the holidays start, you know, like, and I've seen those patterns happen long enough that I'm not like freaking out. If it yeah, happens. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And you do kind of get to a point where it's like, okay, I got through this busy season. And now not every single season has to be a busy season. You know, you would burn out if every season was a busy season. Exactly. So yeah, to have that ebb and flow is nice. Yeah, learning to ride the wave and not to freak out. <laughs> yeah. So in looking, you know, at your shop, your photos are beautiful. And you mentioned SEO before, which obviously we talk about a ton in scale your sales. What do you feel like, though, is like, if you had to name your secret sauce, (laughs) what do you think your like kind of angle is on your shop? that's made it have this kind of success so quickly? Do you think it's the products? Like, are they not something that there's like a lot of competition. I would find that hard to believe because this feels like everything has a lot of competition on Etsy. Like, what do you feel like has made you stand out in a way that's allowed it to be so successful? Yeah. I mean, I really think it's, it is SEO for sure. I definitely noticed the difference in my SEO guy when I fixed my SEO that made a huge difference. So that definitely helped. And then I think it's just providing really good customer service and a really good quality product there is a lot of competition in this this niche. There's a lot more than when I started and that's okay. That doesn't make me nervous or scared because I know that I will make sure that every single necklace I send out is the best quality I can possibly make it because I know it represents a baby and that to me is so special. So if I have to stay up till 2am redoing a batch, like that's what I do because I don't want to let any necklaces slip through my fingers that are not a quality that I would want to receive. And then also just being able to offer good customer service, responding to people as soon as they have an issue, being understanding with mail issues. There's so many, oh my goodness, there's so many mail orders that get lost in the mail, orders that never arrive, all the things. And just, you know, giving some grace to the customer. They've, in my mind, they've lost a baby or they're, they know somebody who's lost a baby. And the last thing they should be stressed about is a package being lost in the mail and filing an insurance claim and all the things. So I try to work with them and work out something to make it, you know, work out for both of us. 
And then I, I also, I like to write my customers notes. I, I write them all like personal notes and just like to let them know that I, you know, I'm hoping that this brings them comfort because I really do feel passionate about it. So I don't know if there's specifically one thing. I think it's maybe a combination of things, but it definitely comes from that, that passion because I don't know if you can do it day in and day out to late hours in the night if you don't feel passionate. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely think that your passion comes through in it. Like everything that I've ever seen you write about your shop and just in talking to you, that passion comes through so clearly. And I'm sure that your customers pick up on that as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So where do you see this going? Like, you know, if we come back in next year, 2022, and we have another podcast interview follow up, what is the next year going to bring you or what is that future kind of path looking like for you? Oh, that's exciting to think about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I really just I love what I'm doing. And I love the trajectory that this shop is on. And I'm really excited to kind of just dig in a little bit more to my creative side and try some more products out. I think that some more necklaces for different occasions and different situations relating to babies, I think would be really fun. And I love that Etsy gives you that ability to kind of like, it's such a low risk. I can create a new product and put it out there and I don't have to go out and source capital or anything like that. You know, it's just it's such a low risk to try something new and to just be creative. So I'm really kind of looking forward to this year diving into my creative side and going back to the drawing board and expanding and yeah, just kind of expanding on my products and but still staying within my niche and kind of diving into my creative side. Yeah, I think that that's great. I think there's a certain amount of freedom that comes when you have you know, the consistency and sales that you're having that you can say like, okay, well, let me try a new collection or a new product line or even just a couple new listings. And like, if they don't work out, then that's okay. <laughs> like, I'll right. try something else. Exactly. <laughs> you know, this is not like a make or break. I'm just dabbling yes. to see what catches on, but you never know where that might lead you. That's how my quilts actually started in my shop. And then they've oh. ended up like completely taking over the shop. So right. not what you expected. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. So, but that's good. I mean, you know, to allow it to go in a direction where you're still enjoying the creative process of it and you're still feeling passionate about it, but you're allowed to, you know, to move forward and to grow as your business grows as well. Yeah. And I think that it's so important not to be stagnant and to just continue to evolve. And that's something I really look forward to and really enjoy as a business owner is that you can keep evolving and keep changing. And I'm glad my shop doesn't look the way it did when I first opened because that would be (laughs) be really sad. I'm glad it's evolved and that it's... I hope a year from now, it's evolved a lot more and that it's improved and looks different and has different products. So it's just fun to keep evolving and keep things changing. In life and in business. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being here with me today and doing this. If people are looking for you and your shop and want to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, we're on... Instagram at Rest of the Nest and Pinterest, Rest of the Nest. And of course, Etsy, Rest of the Nest. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.